0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See DKNG.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah! But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Finnish Strong Friday with the GOAT, Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. We are always presented by DraftKings. Love me some DraftKings. And love me listeners that go the extra mile in any way, shape, or form to help Brian and I grow this thing. Love to spread the word winner. Love the sponsor confirmation email winner. Love the YouTube shout-out winner. Love them all. We want winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. I think we got three newbies. Nick Freeman is the the spread-the-word winner. I saw Nick liked one of the recent posts on Facebook, trying to grow that Facebook account. I just like round numbers. I think we have like 8,500 likes at facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I just wanted to say 10,000. I, I don't look, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just, uh, what do they call that? Anal retentive or whatever. I just like round numbers. I wanted to say 10,000. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just like that page. And then the sponsor confirmation email winner, Ted Pulsifer, you know, he took advantage of the native deodorant offer that might be a first i don't know if i've ever had anybody send me a native deodorant. i mean i know some of you have ordered native deodorant i love native deodorant but i don't know that that might be the first time someone actually sent me a native deodorant sponsor confirmation so awesome ted nick ted bill and ted's excellent adventure nick and ted's excellent winners friday send me an email ross at ross let me know what you want press pass sign picture football card, whatever. The YouTube shout-out, Peter Hunt. All you have to do is subscribe to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and then go ahead and comment on any of the videos. And boom, you got a chance to get a cameo-style shout-out. I love doing them. You can see them on the YouTube page. When I do, I I did one this week for one of our listeners, Chris Hill. Anyway, it's NFC West Day. It's big show time. The show. His name is Greg Cosell. I think all of you know that already. If you don't, welcome. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Greg Cosell joins us every week. He's the man, 42 years at NFL Films. Obviously, the executive producer and on-air talent for NFL matchup show, the best football show on television. And it's NFC West Day, Greg, but as you know, I like to do. When there's some guys in the news, I I like to get your your thoughts on them. I guess this is kind of a crossover NFC West and otherwise. The Philadelphia Eagles cut Jamie Newman, which by the way, Greg, he must have been really bad. I mean, for them to cut him after a couple weeks of offseason, I mean, he must have been bad. And they signed Nick Mullins. Greg, it was one of those moments I don't know about for you, but it was like, oh wow, Nick Mullins isn't on a team. Like I just I didn't really think Mullins was because. Somebody had this stat, he's only behind Mahomes all <laughs> time in most yards in the first 16 starts of an NFL career. So I guess the question is, what is Nick Mullins, and why was he not on a team? I guess I'm a little surprised nobody signed him to be a backup somewhere, inexpensive backup.
1: Well, my sense is, Ross, because he's not a high-level talent is people probably believed that he was able to have success numbers-wise, statistics-wise, being in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Because Kyle Shanahan's offense produces numbers for quarterbacks. So I'm sure people looked at his size, his arm talent, which is probably average. Uh, He's not a great mover. And they probably looked at him and said, he's an NFL backup. And he put up numbers because he was in a very, very good offense, incredibly well-schemed. I hate to use the term quarterback-friendly, but quarterbacks in a Kyle Shanahan offense are efficient and effective. But when you just look at the pure talent, you see a backup quarterback. Um, Two more guys I wanted to hit on
0: quick. Jamison Crowder restructured – both these guys restructured their deals. Jamison Crowder and Daniil Hunter – Actually, I'm just going to go with Jamison Crowder. Um, Restructure's deal, I thought he would, to be honest with you, Greg, I thought he would tell the Jets to stick it and go somewhere else. I thought he was like the Jets' best offensive player last year. Um, But evidently, he didn't think that there would be that much of a market for him elsewhere. He didn't want to go elsewhere. Am I crazy? I mean, when I watched the Jets, it felt like Jamison Crowder was the guy you had to worry about.
1: Well, I can't speak to his motivation, Ross, for re-signing with the Jets and, and restructuring, but I think maybe, maybe he sees a situation that is is turning positive with the rookie quarterback in Wilson, with Denzel Mims in his second year. They signed Corey Davis. I mean, maybe he the offensive line ha- is clearly improving. Maybe he sees this as a positive situation. And I couldn't speak to what the market would be for Jamison Crowder. You know, it's very interesting that slot receivers, just like slot corners, the market for those players, and they play a lot of snaps, as you well know, the market for those positions is not very big. So maybe the combination of the two, and again, I don't know because I don't know what offers were there, if any, but maybe he just felt that the Jets are in a rising situation and it's a good place to be.
0: The Vikings
1: have Daniel Hunter coming back. By the way...
0: They get Michael Pierce off of the opt out. Yep, they've got they they signed Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency. They signed Sheldon Richardson, and they've got Daniel Hunter back on a restructured contract. And that's a D line right there,
1: Greg, and and a number of young players who are improving. So this is a very intriguing D line. And we know in a Mike Zimmer defense that that four man D front is really the foundation. So this will be a very interesting D line to watch as the season progresses because a lot of those young players, rookies, second, third year players, they got a lot of snaps last year due to injury and the opt out. So that's going to be one of the more interesting D lines to follow as the season starts and progresses. Okay. So, The last guy I wanted to ask you about before we dive into the NFC West,
0: because he may or may not be available at some point for trade, Xavier Howard, Greg, the corner for the Dolphins. Now, he obviously put up amazing numbers last year. For someone that might be interested in trading for him, or even if he just stays on the Dolphins, how good is he?
1: I mean, I think he's a very good corner. I think you feel comfortable matching him up man-to-man against quality wideouts. Uh, And I think in the NFL today, you need to be able to play man-to-man coverage on the outside. I've spoken to defensive coaches, and that's one of the first things they will say about corners, that you must be able to line up and play man-to-man, and he can do that. He's got good size. He's got good movement. He's made a lot of interceptions in his career. Um, Didn't he sign a big deal, Ross, a couple years ago? Yes. 2019. And, yeah. So a it, five-year it, deal. I haven't followed his situation closely. Is he unhappy now? Correct. Ah. I'm unhappy. Yeah. Well, Ross, so, but, you know, I'm not going anywhere.
0: Well, they paid uh, Byron <laughs> Jones a lot of money last year. And then yeah. Howard, you know, at, in free agency. And Howard outplayed him last year. Howard had like 10 interceptions. Yeah. He's 20, a good player. And he's, and he's basically saying, how am I sitting next to this guy who I'm better than who's making
1: more money than me? Is essentially, well, I think know, we know how about. all this works because obviously the cap dropped this year, but it will now start to go up again. And you know, if you sign a deal, you know that the next year that deal is going to be exceeded. That's just the way it, it works. That way in all sports.
0: I don't think he cares,
1: now, but I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, let's get to the NFC West, Greg. What an interesting division! Very. Every single team. I'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. They made a bunch of veteran additions, guys like A.J. Green, J.J. Watt. I mean, you don't sign guys in their 30s like that to pretty decent money unless you're trying to make a run at this thing. What jumps out to you about the Arizona
1: Cardinals? Well, I think what jumps out to me, let's start with offense, is the fact that Cliff Kingsbury's background is air raid with four wide receivers. That's what he grew up with. Coaches coach what they know. He hasn't felt comfortable putting four wide receivers out there, meaning 10 personnel, one back and four wide. So what he's done over his first two years is play a lot more with tight ends and even two tight ends. But I think with what they did this offseason, Ross, with A.J. Green, with drafting Rondell Moore in the second round, I think what he feels now is he can line up and play the way he ultimately wants to. He can spread the field with four wide receivers. He has a quarterback that's incredibly dynamic as a runner, still needs to improve throwing the football. He has not been as good throwing the football as people might think, and that's based purely on tape study. But Kyler Murray is a dynamic runner. They're super effective in the red zone with their quarterback run game concepts. So I think I would expect to see them line up more out of 10 personnel, four wide receivers, and one back. So, okay, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Well, defensive side, don't forget, they also get Chandler Jones back, and you could make the argument that he's been the best pass rusher in the league prior to his injury and missing last season. So, And they drafted the, the last two years defensive players with their first-round picks, Isaiah Simmons and Zabin Collins, and they're both kind of movable chess pieces on defense that can play multiple positions and that has become a little bit in vogue in the NFL. A lot of people use the term "positionless." I don't quite use that term, but they're players who, if they can reach their potential, can line up in multiple spots. The big question for them is the secondary right now at corner because if you can't play at corner in this league, your defense is going to struggle in given games and that is Right now, as we look at it in mid-June, that's a question mark for them.
0: There's a bunch of teams that – I mean, look, I think just based on their moves this offseason that they're sort of – I don't want to say on the hot seat, but pretty clearly it seems to me like the Cardinals know they need to win this year. What about the 49ers, Greg? Obviously a fascinating team with the guys they get back from injury, bringing in Alex Mack at center – and obviously the
1: quarterback situation. Yeah, I think they feel really good about their all-line right now with Mack, with McGlinchey another year. Um, Trent Williams is there for his second year. Uh, This is a very intriguing offense. Obviously, they drafted Trey Lance with the third pick, and they gave up a lot to get him. We can't speculate on how the quarterback situation is going to play out, but they have a veteran quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo who got them to a Super Bowl, so you're not going to sit here and say that they're weak at the quarterback position. I think they're really intriguing at wide receiver. I really like Brandon Ayuk, the the player who fascinates me the most, who has not been able to play due to injury, and hopefully he can play, and that's Jalen Hurd, who is their third round pick in 2019. Started his career at Tennessee as a running back, rushed for over 1,200 yards as a true freshman at Tennessee. Ended up, I believe, at Baylor as a slot receiver. And I thought he was a really big-time prospect as a slot receiver. So I think he's a fascinating player to look at, as and hopefully he can stay healthy. What about on defense? Yeah, defense, D'Amico Ryans will coordinate this defense. They've been grooming him for that position. Um, you know, I think that a player they're really counting on is uh, Javon Kinlaw, their first-round pick from a year ago. They expect him to take that next step. Fred Warner is one of the two or three best three down linebackers in the NFL, a really, really good player. Um, I think the question for them becomes corner. I thought Jason Verrett was really, really good last year, and I think he's a high-level corner talent. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, The question is who plays opposite him. Uh, They drafted Ambry Thomas from Michigan with their third-round pick. He's an aggressive Physical, competitive, feisty press man corner. It would not surprise me if he wins the job.
0: And they get a guy back on defense named Nick Bosa. You yeah, might he's have pretty of. good.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: Uh, that that should help as well. Let's get to. I mean, this division's crazy. It's really How about good. The Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson's evidently happy. He's hugging Pete Carroll. I don't know what that was earlier in the off season, but he seems happy now. When you think Seattle this year, obviously they got the new offensive coordinator, Greg.
1: Yeah, but I think what they're going to do, and it's Shane Waldron, whose background is with the Rams, I think you're going to see the run game being the starting point in the foundation. That's when they play their best. Um, You know, Russell Wilson is obviously a really good player. No one would dispute that, but I think they feel, and don't forget, they're with their players every day. I think they believe that their offense works best when it starts with the run game that's why they re-signed Chris Carson they're hoping Rashad Penny can finally be healthy this is now his fourth year he has talent they could have a very good two-man backfield Carson fits exactly what Pete Carroll wants what they want is a physical run game that wears the defense down sets up the play action pass game that's what they would like to have um They drafted Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. I really liked his tape coming out of college. I think he's a dynamic player. Freddie Swain was actually a a nice number three for them a year ago. So they're really deep at wide receiver, obviously, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think the O-line got better with Gabe Jackson coming in, and he'll play right guard. So I think this will be... An offense that there's not a lot of mystery, too. I think they're going to run the football, and then Wilson will work off that, and he will make the plays that he makes. Defensively, Greg, what jumps out to you about Seattle? Yeah, what jumps out to me about Seattle is who's going to play corner opposite Trey Flowers because they lost Shaquille Griffin. Um, they did sign a uh, Keller Witherspoon, who was, uh, I believe, a third-round pick at one point with the 49ers, who's, who's got traits. He he kind of fits what Seattle likes. He's long, and he's athletic. They like tall corners, and Witherspoon is a good 6'2", 6'3", so he kind of fits. Um, the player they drafted, whose tape I like from Oklahoma, does not fit their normal profile, Trey Brown, but he's really a feisty competitive corner, and it would not surprise me if he gets an opportunity to play. Um you know I we, the the question becomes linebacker right now they do they have Wagner they do not have KJ Wright who's still out there I don't know if he ends up re-signing there on a one year deal if there's no other offers uh but besides Wagner there is some question marks Jordan Brooks was a rookie year ago I thought he played really well in their base defense I don't know if he is a sub package linebacker they're going to have to figure that out The Los Angeles Rams They
0: got a new quarterback, Greg. uh, Only a couple years after giving that big money deal to Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford is in town. How do you think the offense will look differently with Stafford as opposed
1: to what we saw from Goff over the years? Boy, that's a great question. I wish I had a brilliant answer for that, Ross. I don't. I think conceptually it will not look significantly different but i think you'll see more designed deep throws, more shot plays. Stafford gives you the movement element. Now Goff could do designed rollouts, you know, when it's the play call to roll out. But Stafford gives you secondary action ability and i really believe that that Sean McVay felt that that was needed in today's NFL. And again, i'm i'm speaking for him, but Stafford has always been a high-level talent. If you just look at Stafford's talent, he's always been top three, top four in the league. Um, He is highly respected, as you well know, Ross, in the league. Thought of far more highly by the people that matter than than fans, just because he's not won a playoff game and obviously not been in a Super Bowl. But Matthew Stafford is a high level talent. He can throw from the pocket. He can make every throw. He can get outside the pocket. You know, he was throwing. He was making the Patrick Mahomes throws before Patrick Mahomes, but no one noticed it because he wasn't in playoff games. Um, so I, it's a definite upgrade at the quarterback position, and they're really deep at receiver. The question still remains a little bit. there, O-line, and that needs to come together.
0: So it's funny because your point about the deep ball, they're kind of tipping their hand there by signing Deshaun Jackson, right? I mean, yeah, your point I about mean, them maybe having more deep shots, you
1: don't sign Deshaun Jackson unless you're going to take more deep shots. I couldn't agree. And same with Tutu Atwell. He was a second-round pick. Now – he was 149 pounds, I believe, it is his pro day. So he's a specific kind of player. But he, but he was a second-round pick, Ross. You don't draft a guy in the second round unless you have a specific plan and understanding of how you see him within your offense. Far be it for me to answer that question, but you, you, I don't know that, you know. But he, he's a second-round pick, so he's going to get snaps and going to be used in specific ways. I was so impressed by their defense last year, Greg. Yeah, it was I, I, honestly,
0: I thought okay, they got Aaron Dial, Jalen Ramsey, and a bunch of no names for the most part. A bunch of guys that were making the minimum, you know. And they did lose some DBs to the Browns. They lost Hill. They lost John Johnson, but uh, they do have some other guys on that defense. It's just impressive.
1: What they've done with so many of these young guys, although Brandon Staley's not there anymore. I know. It's going to be interesting. Raheem Morris is going to coordinate that defense now. And Staley did a really good job a year ago. They played a lot of quarters coverage, uh, which is really coming back in the league. There's been an increase in cover four or quarters um, over the last three, four years. Um, I don't know what Raheem Morris is going to do, if he's going to stay with a lot of the principles um, and concepts that they used a year ago, or if he brings in new concepts. Um, We'll see what they do. I mean, uh, John Johnson was a very good safety, very smart player, really fit well with what they did a year ago. So that position is kind of up for grabs. Um, We know about Donald. Leonard Floyd had a good year a year ago. They don't have necessarily great players throughout. We know what Ramsey is. We know what Donald is, arguably the two best at their position in the league. But beyond that, They've got some good players, but some question marks. So I think that defense is going to be one to watch, particularly with with the new coordination by Raheem Morris. Check out this man on social media, at Greg Cosell,
0: so you always know where you can find him. Outstanding stuff, Greg, as always. We will start to dive into the AFC breakdowns next week. Can't wait. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I appreciate Raycon wireless earbuds. Look, summer is earbud season. Whether it's for work, whether it's at the beach, whether you're going for a workout, and you just want the music, my advice, take your Raycons with you. I love mine. My wife wears hers all the time. My Go Big Recruiting employees wear wear theirs while they work. And I've been going to the beach a bunch and putting them in while I'm going for bike rides. It's amazing. And their battery life, 24-hour battery life. I mean, you can take them wherever you want. Work, workouts, whatever. Listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com Tucker. There, you'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal, you'll want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com Tucker. Buyraycon.com Tucker.
2: Tuck takes. Hey, Ross. uh, Good morning. The NFL and NFLPA officially agreed to COVID protocols for the 2021 season. The difference, though, between vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals, pretty significant. Oh, my gosh, Brian. I mean, I'm not going to read through all
0: of them, but it is a huge difference. Fully vaccinated, you get tested every two weeks. If you're not, you get tested every day. Fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask not fully vaccinated you do. I mean you go down the line. It is I I you, you got to really feel super strongly against vaccination to not get vaccinated at this point. I mean they're making it that much of a difference that you got to be um you you know if you're kind of up in the air, if you go either way, you're going to get vaccinated. The only way you're not is if you really feel strongly opposed to it for whatever your logic or reasons are Tux
2: takes along those lines, dolphins and saints have reportedly each reached that 85% threshold that uh, is needed to resume normal activities.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's huge.
0: I mean, this is going to end up being like a competitive advantage. I mean, to have everything be normal, everything in person way better than the zoom stuff way better than having to limit how many people were in the weight room way better than the masks. I I think there's going to be a huge push over the next six weeks. However, you know, these guys are all gone now. I don't think it's going to be as easy for these teams to get these guys vaccinated as it would have been when they were actually there in the facility and they brought the vaccinations to them. Now these guys have to do it on their
2: own, which is a lot tougher. Tux takes. Let's talk about the AFC East. Dolphins sign Jermaine Illuminor and the Jets appear poised to land former Washington right tackle Morgan Moses. Illuminor,
0: I believe, started eight games for the Patriots last year. He can play guard, he can play tackle, he's powerful. And the Dolphins want depth. They want competition. As for the Jets, you know, they're really trying to make sure that they learned from the mistakes that were made with Sam Darnold. You know, they've gotten Corey Davis. They drafted Elijah Moore. They kept Jamison Crowder to make sure they've got good receiving core. And on the O-line, you know, they drafted Becton Lasher. They drafted Vera Tucker. Now it looks like they're going to sign Morgan Moses to play right tackle they brought in Dan Feeney. I mean, they they got a bunch of guys. Alex Lewis, they got a bunch of guys that can play. A bunch of guys that can play.
2: takes. And finally, the Madden cover boy was revealed yesterday. It's actually two guys for the first time in a long time. Both Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes will don the cover.
0: Do you think, Bri, those are the two most well-known or famous guys in the NFL right now? I would have to imagine so. Without yeah. thinking about it, yeah, I, I think, think it's Mahomes and Brady. Yeah. I think Madden went big. And by the way, I should be getting some uh, some Madden codes again this year for you guys. So starting next week, okay? Well, probably I'm not going to start to give out the Madden codes till so I actually get them, but I should be getting them. And then as for the um, you know best ball, you're going to be able to starting next week be in a DraftKings Best Ball League with me and Joe Dolan. So I'll let you know on this show and other shows next week how to be on the Best Ball Draft with Joe Dolan. I I love Best Ball. It's so fun, and I love going against you guys uh, in a draft and seeing who you pick and seeing how much you've learned. It's really fun. So make sure you're listening next week to the Fantasy Feast and this show because I want to go against you in a best ball draft. And I want to answer a question, about. let's get to an email. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's, here's your chance. chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at rostucker.com. That's how you can get at me for any reason. In fact, I'm talking to a listener today who wants to potentially advertise on the show. Just hit me up, ross at rostucker.com. Love your email questions. And if you take advantage of a sponsor and send me an email question, I guarantee to respond to it on the air. What do you got, Brian? Uh,
2: two quick questions from Dave. Question number one, Ross, why are player salaries publicly shared? And his second question is, why don't they structure salaries as a percentage of the cap so it can float with a situation like this year slash next year? Good questions,
0: Dave. Um Publicly shared because there is a salary cap. I think, first of all, I think salaries in all professional sports are public information. But in particular, in the NFL, with the salary cap, it's going to get out because people are looking to see whether or not how much room a team has under the cap or if they're over the cap. So you got to know what everybody's salary is. My gripe isn't that player salaries are public. My gripe is that coaching salaries, front office salaries, aren't public. If the players are public, the execs and the coaches should be public as well, in my opinion. Why don't they structure salaries as a percentage of cap? So the interesting thing there is some players have tried this. Aaron Rodgers tried this with his last deal. They they know, they're, they believed that the cap was going to go up a lot and they wanted to tie it to it. No team is doing that. Uh, the owners are fighting against it. The owners don't want to start that. They don't want to start that. They believe that's not their friend. Although, ironically, this year it would have been their friend because the cap's going down. So they actually would have benefited if they signed guys a percentage of caps. Some of these guys would have gone down. Now, this will likely be the only year ever where it goes down. But uh, they would have benefited this year at least, but usually they won't because the cap goes up quite a bit. Shout outs, some of our patrons, patreon.com/slash RT Media, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sporticulture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanheadNYC.com. Already have an awesome special guest lined up for Monday's show very fired up. Make sure you are subscribed to this show and the others and make sure you have a great weekend. You deserve it. Happy father's day to all the fathers out there. Spend time with your family. Enjoy it. It is the coolest thing in my life being a dad. And I'm sure for a lot of you guys as well, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast.